Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are going through the Gospel of Matthew, and we're in the 12th chapter. And I want to back up for just a few moments here and give a quick a recap of what we've seen. Uh, too often, uh, we focus on two or three verses, four, five, six verses, and we don't back up a little bit and remind ourselves of what we've seen and that context. Because everything that's happening here is within a context, and the context is within the flow of what Matthew is writing. Remember at the beginning of chapter 12, uh, Jesus declares that the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Remember, the Pharisees were getting on to Jesus' disciples for uh, harvest and a little grain to eat. And Jesus started talking about them, you know, and uh, he, he wound up saying, hey, there's something greater here than the temple. There's something happening here. And if the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath, well, he went into one of their synagogues and he saw a man that was uh, with a withered hand. And that's interesting because usually somebody with a withered hand in that type of deformity, they're definitely not allowed within the temple and they would not have been highly respected to be able to come into a synagogue. I think the man was a plant to see what Jesus would do. Jesus winds up healing him, and he deals with these religious rulers, and he says, hey, don't you go out and uh, rescue a sheep that falls into a pit? You know, how much more valuable is a, a human being? And Jesus quotes a lot of scripture from the Old Testament talking about uh, what was uh, going to be happening with the servant of God, what Isaiah spoke. And then he encountered, Jesus encountered a demon-possessed man, and he cast out the demons, and he healed him. And, and the guy was blind and mute, and the people were amazed. Well, the Pharisees are freaking out. And so they come along, and they just start doubling and tripling down. And they're saying, hey, the only way he's able to do this is because uh, he cast out the demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. So they're saying Jesus was a vessel of Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. And Jesus started dealing with the religious rulers related to that. And he told them, you know, you're going to know a tree is known by its fruit, good fruit or bad fruit. And he called them bad fruit. And he said, you're a brood of vipers. <laughs> Boy, remember that? He's just in their face. Well, then the scribes and Pharisees said, well, hey, hey, uh, teacher, we want to see a sign from you. And Jesus says, you know, the only sign you're going to see is going to be the sign of Jonah, the prophet. Notice Jesus called him a prophet and that Jonah was in the belly of the sea monster three days and three nights. The sign is going to be that the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. That heart of the earth, I didn't get into a lot of detail about that. <clears throat> That's really interesting. In the heart of the earth. There are things that the Scripture says about the earth. There are things that we think that we know as mankind that uh, I think are worthy of examination. Okay, I'll just put it that way. I've had some... Uh, some, uh, uh, I don't even, changed understanding, let me put it that way, and really the last two or three or four years about some things, and I'm not going to get into detail over that right now, it goes beyond really our purposes at this time, but when you see something like this, in the heart of the earth, Jesus is telling us something, telling us something, that he was going to be there three days and three nights, in the heart of the earth. And then as we saw in the previous episode, the last episode, that Jesus said, it. you know what? Those people that Jonah preached to, they're going to gather against and condemn this generation right now because they repented. This generation is not repenting. Hey, you remember that queen of the south that came up and visited Solomon? <clears throat> she is going to condemn this generation because <clears throat> she went and believed what she saw 
Okay, she at least believed in what she saw, but behold, there's something greater than Solomon. So Jesus has said there's something greater than the temple here. There's something greater than Jonah. There's something greater than Solomon. What is that something greater? Well, it's the Son of Man is here bringing forth the word of the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus continues speaking. Verse 43, he's just flowing. says this, Now, when the unclean spirit goes out of a man, now, this is Jesus speaking. So he picks up this idea that he'd been talking up here earlier about demonic spirits and unclean spirits and casting them out. And he's given us some insight into what happens. He says, when the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places seeking rest and does not find it. Well, the word waterless in the Greek literally means waterless, okay? Uh, the word places in the Greek, topos, means a place. And it can mean, it can mean like a, a locality. It can mean opportunity. It can mean a passenger. That's interesting. A room, a region. So as in all languages, words derive their meaning from the context right here. So what does this mean? Well, just pay attention to what it says and hang on to what it says and don't get distracted by all the conjecture about things that we simply don't know. And we simply don't. The unclean spirit comes out of the man, so we know that. It's cast out by the power of the Most High God from the man. It passes through waterless places. So there's places that don't have water. Some people say, well, it goes into the deserts. Well, okay, well, whatever. But is it talking about geographical places? There's something that's waterless. It doesn't have water. What is it doing? It's seeking rest. So it's passing through these places. It's seeking rest. It's passing through it, seeking rest, and does not find. Doesn't find it. So this is the unclean spirit. It's out of the man. What do they do? It's going around and is looking for a place of rest, and it doesn't find it, and it's going through waterless places. Now, I think the next two verses will give us some insight here. Jesus still speaking. Verse 44, then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it's unoccupied, swept, and put in order. Verse 45, then it goes and takes along with it seven other spirits, more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there. And the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. That is the way it will also be with this evil generation. So the whole point that Jesus is making right here is what he's been building on right here, that this generation, this evil generation, particularly the religious rulers right here, are literally standing face to face with the Messiah and are rejecting him and literally going to be coming against him and will ultimately kill him. So he calls it the evil generation. This evil generation is functioning this way. But he gives us insight into how the unclean spirits function. They've come out of the man. The man is now unoccupied from the point of view of the unclean spirit. He's been swept. He's been put in order. But then the spirit comes back and says, hey, it's unoccupied. Well, what does it mean it's unoccupied? Well, the picture is right here that there needs to be something else. And that something else is the spirit of the Most High God. You see that from the balance of the Scripture. The spirit of the Most High God. If someone is uh, demonically possessed and you cast out the spirit, if they do not bring in the Holy Spirit, the triune God, Father, Son, and Spirit dwelling within them, if they don't believe, then they leave themselves open 
And that unclean spirit will go about. He's going to pass through water places. He's going to be seeking rest. He says, I'm going to go back and check out my old abode. He finds out that his old abode is unoccupied. Man, he goes in there and he brings more spirits with him, more wicked than him, seven more. The idea being even more of these spirits will come and dwell within him. I've seen this happen with folks. You know, they, they, they will profess a certain kind of thing, but they really didn't believe. They've been swept clean. But then, guess what happens? Yes, more come back, more come back. And so it's quite a picture for us to see how these things function and get understanding about this. The greater point that Jesus is preaching to them is, hey, you know what? It's going to be the same way with this evil generation right here. You've got an opportunity to be swept clean, being cast out, the demonic stuff. You're rejecting it. It's going to be only worse for you. I think that's a word for us also, folks. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.